0: Hey, you know those annoying robocalls that you get saying you're pre-approved for credit cards or loans? Be careful. They could be scammers trying to steal your home's title. Here's the problem. Your home's title and mortgage records are online. And when a data breach happens, just like it recently did, millions of home titles and mortgages are exposed to thieves. And that's when the risk of home title fraud skyrockets. And here's how they do it. They forge documents stating you sold your home, listing themselves as the new owner. Then they'll take out loans against your home and stick you with the payments. Yes, this really happens. And there's no insurance, bank, or identity theft program that's going to protect you. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's online title. If you're getting credit card or loan robocalls or mail, Home Title Lock will get you through this period with 60 risk-free days of protection. Register your address now to verify you're not already a victim and protect your home's title. Go to HometitleLock.com. That's HometitleLock.com. hey it's party time mom we are back in the mothership which is studio 22 for another episode of the Chad Prather show thanks for tuning in if you're on Facebook thanks for watching we always encourage you to head over to YouTube and subscribe at the Chad Prather channel as well as hit your notification button so your little bell will ring every time we come on with a new episode we premiere these things at six o'clock in the evening Texas time because that's the only time that matters right here in the center of the universe
1: ow. ow. bow bow
0: and I want to tell you guys also go where podcasts are offered I've told you this over and over again go over there, go to Apple Podcasts, scroll all the way to the bottom on your mobile device, give us a five-star rating, and then leave us a good solid review. Tell us tell us how beautiful we are, how amazing we are, how educated you are from listening to us, and just the wisdom, just the down home folksy wisdom and other bull**** you get from us. And we just we just appreciate it. And now Candace is time-stamping when I said bull- there it is. It's party time, mom. Stay horned, as always, sitting over here in the hot seat. Yes. Hot news, Natalie. Uh yeah. We've been staying horned, and you haven't been here. You you've no. been out of studio. You've been gone doing successful things.
2: <laughs> I've missed you. I'm glad to be back.
0: Tell me more lies.
2: I know. Let's I know. talk
0: about your Botox bruise.
2: Okay, I got two of them. Let's be let's keep it real. I gotta
0: get me some
2: Botox. You can't see how upset I am about it, but I'm upset. <laughs> Cue the tear.
0: I, I'm like, they, you're like, I came in and you were so expressionless. <laughs> I was like, is something Chad, the matter? it's so great
2: to see you. You look great. <laughs> I'm so excited to see you. I'm so mad at my brain. I, I did. I went to my doctor. And he's like, you know what? I don't think I've, I bruised you. And I was like, oh, that's great. The next morning I woke up with the worst bruise like I've ever You look like Joseph had. had been beating you? Like beaten. Yeah. I'm beaten. So, I, we, I,
0: so here's what. I, we talked about you this past week for an idea, and I know you'll do it. So I, I haven't even asked you, but you'll do it. And we're going to do a sketch for our Humor Me show, which, by the way, go to com slash humor, use promo code Chad, sign up for the Blaze. We're going to do with one of you know my sketch care character Trigger Debose, the redneck. <laughs> Love You're them. going to be Trigger's wife slash baby mama, and we're going to put you – people will see it. The sketch is going to be awesome, and you'll play it perfectly. You'll play it perfectly. <laughs> Secondly, we're going to do a music video for my song, Beat That Ass. Um, you need my children? And, you know, Steve and I, Steve and I are working on a, a, I need, it needs a fourth verse. I've been doing it on stage now. Sure. You heard it. You, I introduced it at the show in Huntsville, Texas. Loved it. You were there. And so it's gotten much smoother and better, but it's, people love it. Beat that ass. Mm-hmm. And so. You need my children. Gonna add. Well, yes. And we need you. I need you to be a Walmart shopper with just people going crazy. Okay. Because no I just can't ball, think of. Hair up and piggie Oh, wait a yeah. minute. You'll love the progression of this video. Just trust me. I
2: am one hundred percent in. Get with my agent.
0: We know. We know. Trust me. You're beautiful. You're talented, and you work cheap. That's what I love about you.
2: I do, and I will be. I can. I can go white trash. Oh, I know you can. I'm there a little bit already. Yeah, we know. know, Well, see, the way
0: I knew that, I knew it because your eyes, like naturally, when you try to make a funny face, they just naturally go crossed. And that's perfect. <laughs>
1: uh, that's going to be great. It's also
2: good to look Oh my goodness. Oh good. This is
0: why people listening ass. to the podcast need to go check out the video for Hot News Natalie. So we can see the many faces of, of <laughs> Hot News Natalie. <laughs> well, I froze
2: some of them, but look, the yeah, rest yeah, of exactly. them I Yeah, exactly. Like show. I
0: used to have more expressions, but then I, I saw Dr. Botox. I
2: was all of the colors of emotion, but oh, some of them are gone now.
0: Look at you. Over in the peanut gallery, we have special K Keith Mad Malinak. <laughs> look at you sitting in. Do you even know you're here?
1: i do not know you
0: him. know what he's disappointed disappointed about is he can't drink today yeah because he's got to go pick up his kid i, I got mean. slack yeah, Party foul. Steve got it started over there, representing his old school Justin Boots. And, of course, the man himself, the Texas legend, Steve Helms.
3: Hi, buddy. What's up, buddy? You just got back from Mexico. I did. The Botox is so cheap down there.
2: Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous.
0: You know what else is cheap? Kid rental. You can rent kids and <laughs> it's come amazing. all the way up.
3: Yeah. Here, take mine.
0: You should have joined a caravan. <laughs> you could have given us a live stream reporting from the caravan. I
3: didn't even think about that, I'm but I had a plane lost. ticket, so it was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you flew first yeah. class while little, little Hector, he was walking in here, flippy floppy. He had <laughs> one flippy floppy. <laughs> Coming to America to get a blue cool toothbrushy.
1: It's, and yeah, he got him simple. was
0: disappointed and there you flew first class. You I'm 1% percenter. you ought to be ashamed even, of yourself you didn't white even male. I eat
3: all of the fruit plate they gave me too. That's how you <laughs> You should I have am.
0: poured some of it off the plane. I'm an it's, asshole. Uh, you really are an <laughs> asshole. But that's okay. You're our asshole and, Thanks buddy. You know?
3: Don't time stamp that.
0: You know what? Come on, it's the truth. It's true. That's right. Remember assholes, farts and kids. You only love your own. Yes. that's that's the way that works, well, right? Mean, but, okay.
3: I mean, you gotta love Natalie's too, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <If you wouldn't laughs> anyway, it's party time, Mom. Over here, driving this mothership is the puppet master himself, Mark. What's up, Mark? Are we making you blush yet?
4: Not yet. Nope. A little bit. It's, I like uh, it with Mark uh, cameras right now. Look
0: who's hiding behind the microphone. She's there. Blushing. You can see Candisi, the queen of the Ethiopians, sitting back there hanging out. What do you think about all this nonsense? You're going to grow up one day and not care so much.
2: I mean, it has been just the off-air stuff. Yeah. We should have aired that. I mean, this is...
0: What have I been saying? We, we shouldn't have. What have I been saying? I've been saying it forever. This is just a been mixture. I've been saying it forever. If we would just learn... To just roll the tapes, like we would have going- the top Screw Joe Rogan. We'd have the top <laughs> podcast on the planet,
2: and we'd be at the top of all pro requests <laughs> <laughs> we, at I every think we're church. There. But it would be I'm good.
0: Pretty <laughs> sure we are there. You it's going to be a good see episode. See my hand down Natalie's dress. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I yeah. had an itch. Let me tell you something. If anybody ever looks for, a, if Dateline's looking for a murder suspect, check out Steve because the DNA is under his fingernails. I promise you. Can we you.
3: be more specific got, of which Steve you're talking about? Next yeah. time
0: we'll party foul, yeah. party foul. He, yours is all south of the border. You're free and clear, dude. We you're not other getting, you're not getting extricated. Too.
2: We have a, we have a, an audience too. I'm. Excited. We do have an
0: audience. Jennings is out here. Eric is out here. We'll, we'll move them around. We'll hear from them here in a minute. We got. I swear to God, we got to get in the new studio. We're going to do the new, the new, bigger, better, badder, butter. I don't know. Sexy. Studio 22. It's being built as we speak. I was looking at the concepts, concepts for it yesterday. It's mm-hmm. going to be nice. we got a, we got a big skyline in the back. We've got uh, places for guests to sit. we got a fireplace. We've got a bar. And, and Party Foul is going to be back there bartending. So he thinks, unless hmm. we fire him. That, hey, isn't it, he's a bartender, and that means he's going to be qualified to run for Congress very, nice. very soon. Oh, exactly. Wow. So, so, there you go. <laughs> no, we're building the qualifications right now. Are you still gonna put we're gonna put this box in, in a box? We'll see, okay. We'll see. Decisions. Oh, so much going on. So much happening. That's but you good. know what's happening? And By the way, I want you to go to WatchChad.com, find me on tour dates going out. Listen, I'm going to be in Ogden, Utah at the Weber County Fair. I'm also going to be in Calgary on August 28th. So come find me. Tickets are still available for that. Then we're bouncing all over the country because once you get through the summer, we get busy again. We're all over the place. Indiana, California. we got uh, some new shows that are about to be announced, a whole different tour show that was about to be announced too that's going to be interesting with some other people you know. Mm-hmm. But what's going on in the world today? Like what stands out to you? Like right now or at least yesterday our 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 Congresswomen, the ones who care so much about America
1: mm-hmm.
0: Nancy Pelosi Ilhan Omar the ladies of Congress, the woke ladies of Congress who I personally think hate each other's guts because just last week they were, you know AOC was calling Pelosi a racist.
2: I was going to say, Pelosi doesn't like them.
0: Then she took a deep breath, called Trump a racist for a little while, and then she went back to calling Pelosi a racist again. And then they they got together for a little forced smile photo op. I don't know if you guys saw that thing on Twitter. That was Band pre- together. just precious. And then they went over, then they went to Italy and, you know, stayed in a five-star hotel and they ate, you know, they dined on cuisine and they talked about how Baltimore was being mistreated by its accusations of of filth and squalor and Donald Trump is a racist for talk. Call, calling out Elijah Cummings and and then Trump, who is the master troll, just turns around and calls out Al Sharpton. Like, if you watch what happens here, people go, why does he do this stuff? Trump gets ahead of the news cycle. So mm-hmm. these people have all their news plans mapped out for what they're going to talk about today. And then about 3.30 in the morning while Trump's sitting <laughs> on the toilet, he tweets that Al Sharpton hates white people and cops and calls them pigs and all these things, which is true. And then... And then people are just going like, "Why did he do this?" Because he just suddenly controlled the entire news cycle by doing that. Now they have to go back and fumble back through and deal with. Oh my God, he did <laughs> something else. Racist. <laughs> Let's talk about that all day. Al Sharpton. But what's they beautiful is they were friends. They were friends before. They went before to he became matches. president,
2: right? They, I they, mean, they they, 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 they hung were, out.
0: They were. Here is the funny thing. So, <laughs> so then Kamala Harris comes. Kamala Harris comes out. Mm-hmm. And she tweets about how Al Sharpton has done so much for America, so much. for That could make her lose the Democrat nom- nomination, just being that farcical mm-hmm. to say that, <clears throat> that, that uh, I almost said Don King to say <laughs> that because I'm thinking about the squad there, you know, yeah, the yeah, Trump yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, out to say Al Sharpton, you can't name. I defy anybody. I defy anyone. And I said it on Twitter this morning. Defy anyone to tell me one thing positive thing Al Sharpton's done. I've got it. He has ensured Trump's re-election in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Not single-handedly, but I'll tell you this. He's, he, he's definitely helping it because, come on, come on, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton's done nothing. He's
2: lined his pockets. Well, that's what we were saying. Al's gone where the money is. He, was, he was friends he with Trump when he needed to be friends with Trump, and now he sees an opportunity to make some money and— can we
0: put up Candace, will you find a picture of a uh, of uh the of worm worm curls uh fat medallion wearing uh sharpton? Find that and put it up. Let well, me tell you what this guy's done. He's walked down the street so much protesting everywhere he goes. He's protested so much that he lost half his body. Like he's wasted away to skeletor. And I mean yeah, like fat fat owl was fun. Remember him in the Adam Sandler movie in the mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds? Like that fat owl was fun, right? Fat owl. Like you just knew he was an asshole, but he was a funny. He was a funny asshole. Now he he's was like hungry. a jolly old clown. Now he's all serious. He's all serious. He's go-tay. hungry. He's, going to- <laughs> <laughs> he's starving to death apparently, but you know, he got to go to Baltimore and shape things up. But let's go back to our Congresswomen. They're in Ghana. And this morning Nancy Pelosi tweets out how honored she is to be in Ghana and, and visiting with the president there. And I've been to Ghana. Uh yeah. And it's it's I've been to Ghana numerous times. And it, it's beautiful people there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's a beautiful place, beautiful people. Eh, there's corruption there, just like everywhere else in West Africa. But they go over there and talk about bonding our nations and uniting us and stuff like that. And I'm like, Nancy has not paid attention to her own district. Ilian mm-hmm. Omar has not paid attention to her own district. When are these ladies, I mean, they have zero, zero idea, no self-awareness. It, the, the lack of self-awareness is absolutely beautiful to me. It's just mm-hmm. hilarious to watch that these people, all of their districts are impoverished. There's fecal maps in San Francisco.
2: There are. And, I used it. Wait, I'm dead serious to make sure because we were walking on a square
3: Make alone. sure where to go.
2: We're not to go. Yeah, I know. And I still stepped over a turd.
0: <laughs> I Steve, did. come and lay down. Party fouls, Come lay down on the ground. Let's do a reenactment of Natalie stepping over I stepped a, turd, over a in turd in San Francisco. <laughs> I
2: promise I did. I'm not lying. Yeah. I have friends that I did. They're just human turds everywhere.
1: <laughs> and are they updating those maps, by the way?
2: Yeah, well, they did not have this turd on there. Every
0: time it rains, the map changes. That's the way <laughs> I it. It's like the Waze app.
3: I was you, about to say, is there a feature on like, Waze? You get to
0: update it. Exactly everybody gets it. That's exactly what I was thinking, man. And yet it's yeah, your traffic, anymore, you like your, your Waze traffic app, like yeah. it's mm-hmm. going to change, it's going to take, don't go this way today. Uh, traffic yes. and weather. Piles of all the way down the five. It, you, don't want, you don't want to, it, it, I don't even if yeah. the five runs through San Francisco. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but anyway. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's just, I just, I can't, I can't bear it. I can't bear it. Yeah. And this lady called in David Webb this morning and, or this is a Wednesday night show. So it was Tuesday morning. Um, the lady calls in and she started talking about how, uh, how bad it was, you know, how dare he insult Elijah Cummins, Trump, you know, and these things. And it's such a, such an apparent, um, thing that he keeps showing how he's discriminating against these communities and and about calling this stuff out. And David Webb, who, of course, is an African-American male, said, is there racism in that tweet? Is there racism in what he said? Yes or no? Well, of course, they refuse to give a yes or no answer. Won't do it. She's got to go back into her diatribe. He's like, nah, forget it. There's no racism there. It's not what that is. He's calling out the facts as they are. But you see, you can't. It's like this. Somebody told me this morning, they said, They said, um, I just have love for everybody, and I'm trying to help these communities. You're calling out the problems. I'm out here trying to help. I said, imagine going to the doctor, and the doctor says, (laughs) I'm just going to treat you for, I'm just going to make you better. Well, what's wrong with me? Oh, we won't worry about that. Right. We're just going to treat you. We're not going to diagnose any illness. Mm -hmm. We're not going to look at any malignancies. We're not going to look at any sickness. I just want to treat you. I bet you probably had that treatment a few times from doctors, haven't you? <laughs> like, let me let me just look you over one time, girl. Let me, oh girl, we gonna treat you. We gonna treat you. Never go to Dr. Steve Helms over here.
3: Uh. Never, ever. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I will look at it. <laughs> I am not a doctor, but I play one on a podcast. Right? Look how party foul, Steve.
2: He left. Let, well, he's going to put see, his turd outfit on.
0: I waited. You I brought waited. up
3: doctor, and he forgot he had an appointment. Apparently,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he has to go check something. This guy just just poof. I thought he was going to come over here and lay down, where you could step over in it.
2: You know the problem? What I, what I what I see over and over again is it's not the that these issues that he calls out are facts. It's who's delivering it. Yeah. Because if you you know if somebody else delivered that. On, on well, the they left. Have, Bernie
0: Sanders said that they he have said it. less life expectancy than people in North Korea. And
2: I think third world country. And he, he called he, it a third, third world, world? a
0: third world country. Right. Obama even said it. Mm-hmm. I, I tweeted out Obama's quote this morning talking mm-hmm. about there's, you know, there's there no parents there. There's no opportunity there. They're living in squalor, sure. living in poverty. And there's no, you know, they don't have the ability to, to rise out of that stuff. So anyway. Anyway, I'm sick of the word race. I'm sick of the word racist. I'm tired of it. it's been thrown around so much; it's lost its meaning, and it's it's like it's like sexual harassment. Eric, it do, devalues. Do you the feel real that, Are thing. you tired
2: of the word racist? Go sit over there, Eric. Sit, Go sit we just we got rid of. I want to know while if you're Steve's tired out. of the word racist.
0: <laughs> look at
4: let me give my two
0: cents. Look at look at what. Well, look, this is what's funny here. Oh. Is Natalie like, you know what? Let's call in a subject matter expert. Get a black man. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, Chad put him at the back. So I said, put him at come the on, front. Come on, Rosa Parks. Move to, going, to the front of the bus. Let's I'm get going, to the front. You know front. what?
4: Do you really want me to come, Nat?
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> you, do it?
4: Talk about it. Tell, well,
2: are you tired of, of, of the word racist?
4: I think we all are. I think that you have to get to a point to where, you know, if you want to be, get over racism, stop talking about it. Yeah. Let's move forward. You know, there's things to be done. Now, here's the thing. Are there problems in this country? Are there people that are prejudiced? Yes, it's going to always be. And it's not just in whites. It's in blacks. It's in everything. Um, and when you bring up Baltimore, the whole Baltimore situation, mm-hmm. um, it's not just Baltimore. There's areas in Dallas where I actually grew up in mm-hmm. that are just as bad as Baltimore. And I don't want to live in them. I've gone to help and improve those areas. Mm-hmm. What I've seen and my personal experience have been in a lot of these areas is that, you have elected officials that are in those areas that happen to be mostly African-American um, that I don't see much happening in their neighborhoods as far as improving in their districts, but they're voted into office repeatedly for terms. I'm talking 20-year terms. Yeah. And that, to me, can be a, a big problem. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we all are tired of it. Yeah. To answer your question very specifically.
0: No, I I think that that's the deal. We've got, uh, hey go 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 that way around that way. Now we go we we're directing traffic. Don't trip oh, over yeah. it. Up in, no. We got y'all yeah, set up some chairs. We, we got, got people coming th- in. It's like call a radio station, baby. We got some party going on in here now. I like it. <laughs> call are We gonna see how many frat boys we can put in this. There you uh, go. Watch your stuff, there. He's got it. In this, in this phone booth. I love it. <laughs> welcome, welcome. It's always a party here at Party hey! time, Mom. Story, st- studio 22. Oh, sure. So, what? St- st- Did Steve just move <laughs> Keith out of the way? Know, I'm not trying to. <laughs> Golly, man. Steve, you come over and sit by me. Steve, come sit on my Come on. Oh, man. Like musical chairs.
1: Oh, yeah. This
2: is Shawnee's seat.
0: Un- well, oh, I
2: like that. Oh.
0: There
2: we go. What's the
1: record for the number of people in this room?
2: 13. We've had 13. 13. We're, we're,
0: get, count. we're getting there. We've had 13. Wow. It's yeah. all good.
2: I like it. This
0: is the man cave in here with with some ladies. This <laughs> <laughs> ain't it, a He-Man Woman Haters Club. A-
2: Eric is right, because in our own community, we had a situation where there was uh, there was some hate crime.
0: Right. You know. Uh, in Southlake. Yes. In Southlake, yeah.
2: Yes. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say what city, but thanks a lot for that, Chad. Um, but, you know, they, they defaced a memorial um, in mm-hmm. our community, and our community band together, um... And, you know, to put it back up and rededicate that memorial. And um, so there, we, we, we absolutely still have issues. But when we keep saying racist, you're racist, you're racist, it's diluted. And now people, do, it's just, it's become such a desensitized word.
0: Oh, I'm tired of that's it. That's
2: frustrating I mean, everybody. One,
4: one of the problems you have is that people are not willing to sit at the table and work together. Yeah. You're only going to fix these types of things if you can actually sit and have difference of opinions. Right. That's right. Which is what we've done and where we live.
0: And, Eric, what I've always said is you have a virtual world, which is online, Mm -hmm. that social media community, which is nonsensical. It's not real. Right. But then you have the real world that we go out into. I don't walk into a restaurant and start picking out people's politics. I don't start identifying them and saying, well, they must be this way or that Mm -hmm. way or – just like I don't look at look at people and say, well, you must be gay or straight or, you know, whatever, I, like, I, whatever. That's just I, I'm thinking about going in and eating at the buffet. That's, That's right. What, my goal is, is I know I'm a glutton. That's right. all I care about right That's now right. is satisfying myself. It, but we don't go in and just start having these political arguments with people just because. We assume – and you hold the door open for other people. You say, excuse me, thank you, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, unless you live up north and you're a heathen. But you know what? <laughs> this is what we do. I mean this is how we live, right? But you go online and you would think that America is the most divided place in the world.
1: Right. Can, can I just ask a question of Eric? Uh, um you want to whisper it in his ear? I mean, you're right there. <laughs> so I've got a question for you. We can get together here. You know, right, black God. and white, baby. So, okay, here's my question. Okay. In the black community. Right. Okay. Are inroads being made by conservatives, if for no other reason than the fact that the Democrat Party has been exploiting the black community for 100 years, more specifically the last 50 since the, the uh, Great Society, um... Is the black community coming around and realizing that, oh, my gosh, we've just been lied to uh, for the last century. And these guys are really just using us to advance their own political agenda as opposed to just actually helping us.
4: What, what I've found is that the more educated African-American, black community uh, individuals do. Uh, remember, y- you got to think about this as far as, you know, I grew up in an area. Let me just tell you a little bit. I grew up in an area where it was poverty. And I'm talking, it was bad. There was no economic job. There's people watering, hanging out. There's just, there was, you know, you're not going to get, remember, you don't know what you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So when you live in an area that you're, you've been in there generations after generations after generations, and, and you haven't been taught and learned and kind of on your own, you know, you grow up in a house and you grow up. Whether you're whatever your religion is, Baptist, whatever it is, you grow up and you if your parents are Democrat, mm-hmm. then you're Democrat, yeah.
2: you know, what you and know. then you
4: leave and you get exposed and then you learn and you start to learn other things. And you say, well, hey, you know, I I actually believe I'm not this. I, I believe I'm more of this. Maybe I'm libertarian. Maybe I'm conservative, you know, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is that, remember, you have generations of people that have not been exposed to kind of understand and learn and be taught some things that may benefit them. And they don't realize and see that maybe they have been exploited all these years.
1: Do you think that the black community is, um, are they enjoying the Trump presidency more than the media would lead us to believe? Or or is their alignment with the GOP the same as it was 10, 20, 30 years ago?
4: No, I don't think that, for one, I think that's one area that the Republican Party has failed mm-hmm. um, to do a better job at a, to appeal to African-Americans and to do a good job to go in. I I wanted to see uh, President Trump and Ben Carson really do a good job with HUD. Mm -hmm. That could change a lot of these things. Um, I do like the fact that I've watched and saw that the uh, black unemployment rate is is down. Um, I like the fact that our economy is is stable. Uh, But there's some work to do in the Republican Party to appeal to blacks. We know that. And I think that right now, I think that more blacks probably hate Trump than they do like him, hmm. um, just because he is perceived as a racist. Yeah. And that can be controlled by how he says and what he presents on Twitter. You know, he this guy can't figured be
0: fixed out. when it comes to that. He, <laughs> he cannot can't. be
1: fixed. Well, I said he <laughs> can be there's controlled. No fixing that. And,
0: and
4: get this, he knows, <laughs> this guy knows how to maneuver around the media. He knows yeah. how to take, you just said it, he's figured it out, but yeah. he's not using it to his advantage to get his party and get himself, look, he could have a lot more of the black vote. Mm -hmm. If they really looked at what the Democratic Party has done for African Americans, if you go back, I mean, I I always say it, the last Democratic president that did more for African Americans than anybody was Lyndon B. Johnson. Mm -hmm. Think about what he did. Mm -hmm. So my point is when you look at where we are today Mm -hmm. and the trend of where we've been, we're felling in the Republican Party by not being able to figure out how. And then I also think that here's another thing in the African-American community, because people will fly out telling me, I don't know why we're sitting down with this administration having a conversation. I said, so you're going to tell me we're going to go four years and possibly eight, because there's a very good chance he'll win another election. And you're not going to have a seat at the table to discuss issues and fix issues in these communities and, and go in and improve them and reinvest in them. You know, when you think about home ownership, look, dude, I've I've been the most... I've been in banking a president of a bank I've worked for some of the biggest mortgage companies um I've lived in areas where I'm the I'm the only my kids go to school where they're the only and the point is that you've got to have a seat at the table and if you think by ignoring it that you're gonna you're paying that you're hurting someone you're hurting your community and you're hurting yourself because you can't ignore something for four years and not sit at the table and say hey okay so what he thinks this way we all think differently we don't have to think alike you know he can he can be who he is, but it's working for his agenda for what he's doing. But what's working for your agenda? Right. You know, hey, figure out how to cast some Trump checks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah.
0: We well, know.
2: Al Sharpton is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Al's all to
1: the bank.
2: Al done figured it out.
0: And we talked about this before, and we'll talk about it again. Yeah. But is is uh, and I've said it for a year now, two years now that the GOP has become a party that does nothing. It's a do-nothing. We're not conserving anything. Our government continues to expand, 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 and there's so many people out there who talk conservative but live liberal, and if all of a sudden the government mm-hmm. became limited overnight, mm-hmm. they'd be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. They would be in a bad way because because they've gotten so dependent on subsidies and housing and welfare and these different things. that. Be, and I'm talking about, and it doesn't matter the color of your skin, I know people across the spectrum who are living – liberal in that regard, but they talk a good game. But then I know a lot of liberals who who talk liberal and live conservative. I mean, you go out to Hollywood and you see how these folks live. Absolutely. Gates around their house and they're fiscally responsible and they got, you know, offshore accounts and Swiss bank accounts and all these things. They're capitalists. They're not. They don't want socialism in here. You don't want any of that stuff. But the GOP had eight years to come up with a plan to replace Obamacare. They had eight years, but they knew Hillary Clinton was going to get elected, so they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And then when the time came, boom, they they put some feeble attempt out there, which still probably would have been better. But John McCain gave it the thumbs down, and God killed him for it. All right,
3: so that's, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. that's I mean that's how time it goes, time man. Time. That's,
0: how, that's how it goes. Now you leave that in. You leave that in.
4: <laughs> You're gonna get a lot of calls in a second. chat. Yeah, God, God, God smote him hip and thigh, baby. But, but, it
1: was done. But do you see this? This is right. This is an example of we can have a conversation just with people. Just with Americans. You yeah. see, we can actually we do talk this. We about that, Keith. We Family. can do this, America. We can have conversations with one another. Now, Eric and I, uh, we're going to exchange numbers after the taping here. And, uh, I see we're together. Look we're at going, Eric's body language. We're going ha- no, to have, have a conversation about Lyndon Baines Johnson. <laughs> yeah,
3: LBJ.
0: LBJ. Uh, well, we need to do an LBJ sketch. Yeah, you schedule, know, we can. Sitting on the toilet talking to his But, aides. you know, I say
4: to everyone is that you got to have the tough conversations. Yeah. you got to have the conversations that are going to make us a little uncomfortable. But it's the only way that you're going to be able to start to solve some of the problems that you're having. Yeah. And you have to start now. We can't continue to put it off and wait. Um, we did that. Uh, Natalie would tell you, we created a diversity uh, committee in South Southlake uh, for that very reason, which Love I'm it. the co-chair of. Yeah. And it's working very well. We brought people together of all religions and ethnicities. And mm-hmm. um, guess what? It's not a racist city. It's, it's a, not good a city we live city. in.
0: We're we're not living and you mentioned it earlier. Yes, there is prejudice. There is individualized yeah. and there is organized hate that's out there, but there's not institutionalized hate. Not in this country. There's no there's no, you can't show me any institution in America that is that is from the government or anything else that has institutionalized racism. That's how far we've come in the last 60, 70 years. You go from a segregated theater, separate water fountains, got to go around back to get your food to now after Jim Crow. Now you have the top 100 companies in, in America have, you know, chief equality officers in there as an executive position, making sure that equality is happening. The 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 sheer and people say well there's not as many black CEOs in these top Fortune 500 companies again we've been we we're only 60 years past this right we've done pretty good considering the very short brief amount of time this is left less than the average lifetime we're talking about right and these are the progress and, and the steps we've made and yeah I understand the fuel on the fire exacerbation that Trump's tweets do and, and they are but. I still feel like he's like a laser pointer to cats. If he's not bringing it out there and pointing it out, like how many people last week were thinking about the impoverished conditions of West Baltimore? Nobody was. Nobody was. Now, he saw an opportunity, jumped onto it. And now I see tons of people who are saying, hey, let's go. Let's go help Baltimore. Let's you know. Well, that and then, brings me back to this. Yeah.
4: I say to everybody is that, you know, a lot of us, we talk. Right. Mm-hmm. We talk. And the African-American communities, a lot of communities, every community, we talk. Yeah. But what are we doing to actually, I, I literally, I can tell you, I mentor, um, I gave the commencement address for the Can Academy for two years in a row a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I mentored about 150 boys, majority African-American, Hispanic. And these kids come from conditions you wouldn't believe. They only had lunch is what they were eating for food. To get home, there was no food. Mm-hmm. Their parents were drugged out. I mean, the, the situations were terrible. And one of the things that I wanted them to know is that I came from those types of environments, but that's not where it ends. This is where it's going to start. And you're going to, you're going to break some cycles and some generational curses. But I wanted them to understand was that in those areas, these kids don't want to live like that. And they don't want to be like that. Neither do their parents. It's all about exposure. No one really strives all their life. Well, Hey, you know, I think when I get 20, I want to, live in the slums. Yeah. I want to be in the ghetto. Yeah. I don't want my kids to go to the best school. I don't want the best job and drive the best cars and, and live the American dream. That's just not the case. But if we can go back and we can help and have programs designed, prime example I'll give you, interaction with, you know, one of the worst things in our country right now is uh, police interaction with with blacks, mm-hmm. period. Whether you're in a, in, a, in a good area or you're in a bad area. And you got to admit, there's a lot of incidents in America where blacks are targeted for... Silly stuff. Just doing black. Just being living. Right. You can go to Target, and some old white lady called police on you because you're just whatever. Yeah. And I'm saying the reason we have those things is because we don't have these conversations, and people don't get together and work together to get to know each other. I always tell people in my area, in my neighborhood, in South Lake, get to know your neighbors. Right. Stop driving by, pulling in your mini mansions and hitting your button on your gate and going to your house and Appreciate being it. just blind to what's going on around you and your kids and everyone else. Um, but there's a way that we can all get to know, learn from each other, but make a better world for ourselves, our kids, because we all want the same thing. Yeah. If I see you in a parking lot and somebody's harassing you or harassing your wife or whatever, I hope you're going to defend my wife like I'm going to defend yours in your absence. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your color. I don't care if you're Muslim. I don't care if you're Christian. Do what's right. Contribute to society in a in a positive manner. Help somebody along the way. And make as much money as you can. And I don't care after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's as simple as that. That's right. That's the American genius. That's like I was at a gas station one time and this guy was beating his wife. And, and I stepped over there. And seriously, and I stepped over there and I broke him up. Well, she started cussing me, so oh, I hit it. her. So I hit her. I hit her. <laughs> <laughs> He high-fived you, right? <laughs> exactly. Come here, Juan. <laughs> I said, I see now what's up. That's,
3: the, actually, that's, uh, the, that's, that's actually how Chad and I met. We
0: were, <laughs> we've been friends since. Hey, but sense. he's gone to his next wife, and she's a peach. And, and she's a... <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, man. You know, Eric, and you, boy, those words right out of my mouth. I've said over and over for years, you hit the button, garage door comes up, you put car in, garage door goes down. You don't know your neighbor's kids' names, but you're going to go online and argue people Seven states away about politics, we don't know it. But see, the black community, the Hispanic community, the white community, the Asian community, all these communities—they affect each other. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's an American community. We are a melting pot. We have got to melt. You see what I'm saying? You don't. It's not my culture, your culture, this culture, that culture, and that's the problem. We're in these culture wars. It's not race wars, really, because I went to—I'll tell you this story. Some of y'all have heard this. Spent so much time in Africa in my twenties and thirties. I went to, I was in the Ivory Coast, Abidjan, Cote d'Ivoire, and so I was over there. There was a, there was a, there was a pastor from Charleston, South Carolina, black pastor. He looked like Droopy the dog. You remember that cartoon? You know, just had to hang in jowls. And right. He just never said anything. He put his hands right here on his pop belly. You know, just walk around. He, he told everybody. He said, "I want to go with y'all because I want to find my roots." All right. Well, we went and spoke in this soccer stadium. Had a hundred thousand. Abijani's in this in this soccer stadium. The women were on this side of the stadium. Men were on this side of the stadium. That was the custom, right? And then when the thing broke up and it was time to go, <laughs> we were out there trying to get to our bus. And so he just latched onto my arm and was walking, right? So we got on the bus, got on the back of the bus. We sat down. He sat down with the man who was my mentor. Uh, he sat down with us. And this black pastor sat down and he said, y'all don't leave me again. He said, these ain't my people. <laughs> Wow. So here's a guy who went to find his, quote, roots right. and realized culture was completely different than right. what he anticipated. Right. He was Charleston, South Carolina. This was Abidjan Cote d'Ivoire. So you've you got to realize we're, we're in cultural differences here. Right. But these different communities in America, we got to melt together. These cultures have to melt together because will we always be the same? No, we no. don't need to be the same. That's the, that's the beauty of, of being different in individuals. But these communities affect each other. They, they affect each other. The inner city black community affects suburbia. You know what I'm saying? They, it, it, and vice versa. All these things do. So to the degree that we can come together symbiotically, and I, I beat this horse, you know, and then everybody says, oh, well, you're just being racist for calling it out. No, I'm just, whatever. I'm that doctor that's going to diagnose you before I try to treat you. But we're very segregated communities,
1: especially in
4: DFW. Hmm. If you
0: think about it, so
4: when I grew up in an area, um, you had an area in Oak Cliff where blacks moved in, right. whites moved out.
0: Yep. All now except for my aunt, uncle, and my cousins. They stayed. <laughs> they stayed. They went from white to black for thirty-five years, and now it's gay. And, so oh, right, yeah. and so, they're still there. They're still
1: there. They're still there. And so, so you have, and, you know, in
4: our areas, you have everything is so segregated. You have Hispanics. Yeah. You have blacks. You have whites. Um, I tried to buy a Country Club, a golf course, one hundred fifty-five acres in Dallas, and I thought I, you know, I put a busload of wealthy white guys on a charter bus. And I was going to convince them that we need to do two things. We need to buy this country club, and then we need to convert this 155 acres to a gated community, which hadn't been done in that area in over 50 years in a master plan community. And then I convinced them, let's go down and buy Redbird Mall. We need to buy these two things. These are great buys, 100 acres plus. We could redevelop them. And so the first thing was they said, well, are you kidding me? The crime down there is ridiculous. Why would we want to do that? Mm Mm-hmm. But they had no idea. When I put them on that bus and I had the I had the, um, high-ranking police chief there uh, at, D- at D- Dallas Police Department give me the statistics on the crime rate, mm-hmm. there was less crime in that general area than it was at North Park. Mm-hmm. And these guys perceived that it was going to be – and they didn't know that the houses around the golf course were selling already for $300,000, $300,000. Mm-hmm. So what we wanted to go in and do, it would very well work. So also we went we went over to the mall and I showed them. But my point, what I'm trying to make here, is that perceptions of areas can be wrong. Mm-hmm. There's there's areas that we could go in and put money into and redevelop and buy land a lot cheaper than you can in Frisco, South Lake, and everywhere else, and still make the same kind of profits. But again, if you're not educated, so these guys weren't mm-hmm. educated. But then let me get this: there's also a problem within cultures, going back to your point. Mm-hmm. Because the blacks in the area didn't want us to do it. Mm-hmm. They said, oh no. You guys want to come in and you want to take our land. You want to bring these white guys in and you want to take over and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, no, 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 I want to come in and improve the home values in your area. Reinvest in your community, offer some jobs and bring a tax base. And But they didn't see the benefit. So there's problems within cultures. There's mm-hmm. problems within all of our cultures that we don't know how to interact and work well together. But some cultures get it. You know, I think the Asian culture has figured it out. They do very well together in their communities. Very well. I mean, I'm talking banks. Highest paid demographic on, in, in but America. when you go to the black community, there's no black-owned banks. Right. They don't even own all of the shopping centers and everything in their neighborhoods. Yep. Because all the Jewish guys and all the Asian guys and all the other guys come in their neighborhoods and then own everything. So I think, again, it goes back to educating and putting things in place, which is why it's very important for blacks to learn to work with HUD. And to work with this administration mm-hmm. and figure out how they go in and get the dollars, because remember, guys, everything will. When you boost the economy of those areas, everything changes. I'm gonna call Ben
0: Carson right now. <laughs> you need get him to on, get him on the <laughs> That's on. how yeah. we're gonna change it's, it. It's, but you're exactly right. You're 100 percent right yes, on that, sir. and I've seen it over and over again. You know, we've got a we've got a spot down south of Fort Worth. You get off on the, on the, the Berry Barry Street right. exit south of Fort Worth, and you go over to where the old golf course was. What was the old golf course? It was over there. Oh, you the talking about the
4: whiskey place where the big yeah, where is. And is. Yeah, where TX So exact
0: same concept. Now they were able to do it there, and we couldn't do it. Okay, so let me tell you the, the history there because I was connected with those guys for a long, long time. Wow. I, and, and they're good friends of mine. We were in business. Steve's in business with them now. Uh, they're a sponsor of his of his music. And, and so uh, I was their tour guide at the distillery for years. That wow. was my entertainment outlet when they were over at 901 Vickery right. in Fort Worth. And so I loved doing that on Saturdays and just became good, good friends. Well, I watched that process as they went through it, and, you know, that was a historic golf course, yes. but it had gone downhill. Nobody wanted to go over there and play. You still had that that those embedded white folks living around there in their bigger homes, mm-hmm. but you had to go through a war zone to, to get, get to there. that neighborhood, right? right? So two things they were up against. One, people were saying, well, do we want to drive through this war zone to get to this whiskey distillery? Because they built a...
4: They built up. By the way, guys, this place is gorgeous. It's like a California
0: vineyard out right. there. They restored a <laughs> few of the golf holes, and they built this just gorgeous space out there. And uh, uh, TX Whiskey, by the way, Firestone and Robertson Distilling. But they went out, and and they were having to get armed security guards to walk them. When they were at the city planners in Fort Worth, when they would go to these hearings, they would have to have armed guards walk them to their vehicles. Because they were getting so much hate from both sides the the folks that had been there for 50, 60 years didn't want them coming in. The religious folks didn't want them coming in. How dare you bring spirits into our community? (laughs) And I mean, seriously, that was one of the arguments is, is, you know, they thought it was going to be right. And so it was back and forth and back and forth. But what they did, they went in there in spite of all of it. They said, we're going to build something great right here in this community. And they did it. And it's the community's done nothing but prosper because of it. But that's a conversation people are scared to have, because if you have it and you're honest about it, well, I mean, am I racist for saying you got to drive through a war zone to get there? Well, Drive through there, (laughs) drive through there and see what happens. I mean, you'll see for yourself.
4: By the way, I wanted the 12 acres on the top that the black doctor owns. Oh, yeah. That overlooks the whole thing. It's still still there. He's still Still there. It's it it's the best view in Fort Worth you can get.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you uh, still have access to this golf course? <laughs>
4: the one
1: in Dallas? Yeah, wherever. I'm, oh yeah, I'm willing to go and play with you if you, <laughs> you need a fourth. Malinak,
0: he's <laughs> looking for investors, baby, <laughs> <laughs> investors. And I'm looking for a free round. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. He's, Money
3: talks, pal. He's in cahoots with the golf course right off of LBJ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow, a way to bring it. Nice, in. nice <laughs> callback, Steve. <laughs>
0: nice callback. Yeah. Lord have mercy, Eric. Interesting. We got a lot more to talk about. Okay. We're gonna talk a lot more because I want you to keep coming back. Absolutely. We get you, Brian Blenso snuck in here over. We're gonna get Brian okay, Trend Chat twenty four seven, get him on the show and, and uh we get um David Harris Jr. I was watching you know David Harris this morning. We're on we're doing news and why later on together. We were talking today and he had a picture of himself on the airplane wearing his MAGA. MAGA hat and somebody commented and said, you know, you're a effing poor excuse for black man and all this stuff. And you, you know how it goes. I mean, yeah. th- th- that stuff, the vitriol that comes out there. And and look, I don't like it from either side. And, and both sides are guilty when it comes to that. But but this whole, you know, my friend Brandon Tatum, he, he told me, he said, he said, I feel like it's easier for me to be a black male conservative right now in America than it is for you to be a straight white Christian male in America and a conservative because you're going to catch it more. And I said, yeah, but you're all you also played for the University of Arizona and you're a big dude. So you can get away with a lot <laughs> of <names."
3: laughs>
0: not a lot of the same with David Harris. Right. Right. But I'm like, you know, let's talk about poor excuses for uh, black people. Um, a poor excuse for a black person. Um, Al Sharpton. <laughs> O.J. Simpson, right? Uh, Anthony Sowell that that just uh, was murdered 13 people as a serial killer. I mean, but let's name some poor excuses for white people. Richard Spencer, David Duke. You know, we can go down these lines. It's not about their skin color. It's their ideologies. It's their philosophies. And, and, you know, if you're going to sit there, if we've gotten to a point in the cu- country and culture where here's a guy who just wants to support his president based off of the convictions that he has politically, and you're going to call him in a poor excuse for a black person just because of those convictions, we have gotten way off target with what our values are in terms of how we define poor values. Because someone doesn't think the way you think. Right. Exactly. So, therefore, you got to be insulted. Right. you got to be you got to be name called. you got to be up yours, kiss my and go to hells and all these things that you see on social media. It's well, may a shame. I say,
2: if you go up to David at the airport and try to.
0: He will turn the phone on and start videoing real
2: fast, <laughs> real fast. You're just going to walk away yeah. because you're not going to win. He's re- he's ready for that. Conver- and he's he's willing to accept it, not in a disrespectful he's been way,
0: praying all day that it would happen. Right. So but he is
2: waiting for the set because I've seen one after another after another of somebody walking up to him oh, I know. and Coleon I know. same way, you know, they're, the way. they're ready to they're ready to receive yeah and give.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I love this country. I love people. If I didn't love people, I wouldn't have spent 20 years of my life in third world countries working with people. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it just I love people. I wouldn't do what I do today if I didn't love people. And so, you know, calling out these issues and talking about them is just one big step for me of being able to say, I want us to all just love each other. You know, I mean, if you've got personality traits that I don't care for, I have some that you don't care for. Well, then, okay, We don't have to be buddies. You know, we don't have to snuggle. But They but can the same respect time. each other's yeah, views. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. We can exactly. play golf together. We can play golf together. We yeah, 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 play golf yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> play we golf together. <laughs> some, somebody please
3: take this guy golfing. I'm, Malonek, I'm not letting that go.
0: Never play golf with Steve Helms. Mm-hmm. It's the fastest golf round you've ever man. Two hours and 15 minutes, this guy's done.
3: He's out there.
1: Keep moving, right?
0: First got round of golf I ever played with him. And he's been trying to excuse himself. It's also himself the, the first time. time that
3: he's ever played golf with somebody that hits the ball in the fairway and hits the green.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: if you're not zigzagging, yeah. you can get through I grew quickly.
0: up in get Augusta, it. Georgia. That I beg to differ <laughs> on that.
1: Yeah, you don't want me in your uh, Two, horsemen. It's no. <laughs> <That's> a requirement.
0: <laughs> So who do I see about a loan there, Eric? I need a I need Oh a I can help you raise money now. <laughs> okay. I know how to shake your hand and get a check. <laughs> I was turning around this morning. <laughs> Steve, you got any takeaways? You need to talk to <laughs> I need a check. <laughs> <laughs> when we started talking money, foul was going child. Come in. see me, Steve. We'll all get all that, that money you need, brother. Hey,
2: right. you know what I love? I love that we were doing the news. <laughs> we I don't think I gave one headline. But I'm okay with that. I I'm hate like, the headlines. I know. Who wants
0: it? I hate the headlines.
2: I was gonna talk about Candace that. Was I was going to talk about Miss Michigan getting stripped from her title for... Which is oh, dumb.
0: Right. And I mean, let's let's address that. I mean, because she's a Trump supporter, they stripped well, her of her I title. have what she
2: said. And so... And, let's, did, and did also, you you've got,
0: you got no, those I guys from, where was it? University of Mississippi that posed in oh, front of that. Yeah.
4: No, that was a huge, crazy mistake. That was dumb. Just dumb. Oh, yeah. Just dumb. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, these are guys in college who are going to need jobs in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> that's so a, I'm not I mean, sure. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go back. You take those Duke lacrosse players. Who, who were proven they didn't do anything right. to this woman, right? But they still have a mark against them, mm-hmm. even though they were proven innocent, mm-hmm. because they were the Duke lacrosse players, mm-hmm. and there was so much crap drug out against them. Now, these guys went out there and actually did it. Let's well, say in front. what they did real quick. They just... stood in front of the memorial where the guy was lynched mm-hmm. right. uh, in, what, 55, 1955, and it was a brutal murder, and mm-hmm. so they, they put a deal right there in that spot where he was killed. And so here are these these <laughs> University of Mississippi – and I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong. I'm pretty sure they were University of Mississippi. They were frat brothers. K-A. They go out there with mm-hmm. AR-15s, and they posed in front of the deal, which is just, stu- just stupid. I mean, why? That's dumb. No. It's absolute ignorance. There's no point to it whatsoever. I said, did not one of them say, guys, this will just be a very right. bad it's idea. It's a bad idea. I mean, you're in an institution <laughs> of higher education. You ought to know better right. than to go do something like that. I mean, look, on Twitter alone, I watched myself, first of all, because, you know, I said, I, we went to a Boy Scouts deal. Uh, uh, Brandon, or one of our sons, he, he honored up to, um, uh, he's just two away from Eagle Scouts. So he's, um, we went to that ceremony. I came out of this church where they did the ceremony and I could hear gunshots cross the street. And I was like dang. Then I remembered there's an outdoor range over there and there's also a Valero gas station. So it could have gone either way. It could, it could have been a redneck divorce happening. I don't know, but it was two, two very distinct guns and, you know, pop, 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 and then I saw this tweet about Antifa wanting to come down to El Paso on September first, and they're going to have a rally down there at the border. And in their flyer, it's talking about got them throwing Molotov cocktails, and there's a Border Patrol uh, uh, SUV on fire, and they're they're opening the gates, and people are coming through, and they're shooting arrows, and people are getting in their masks,
2: right? Yeah, and and they got
0: peace signs on their back, which is funny. These little cartoons or whatever. And so I tweeted, I said. Where I'm standing at this very moment, I can hear gunshots coming from the range, which for us is just a typical evening in Texas. So I'm telling you, don't come to Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Of course, Twitter sent me a message saying, if you're threatening someone with violence, no, I'm threatening you with reality. Don't come to Texas. If you think you can conquer Portland, Oregon with a milkshake and throwing water on somebody, that... that ish don't fly in Texas, even mm-hmm. if it is El Paso. And by the way, the folks down at Fort Bliss are looking for some great domestic terror training anyway. So if y'all want to come on down, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's better than Area 51, right? They'll, they'll murk your ass in a heartbeat right there. And you just a red dust. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they can't take us all. Well, let's see.
2: Well, they even, uh, Miss Congeniality, remember that famous line? This is Texas. Everybody has a gun. Mm-hmm. My florist has a gun or my hairstyle. I don't know. Everybody has a gun. Where's so. my tactical
0: fanny pack of death? Yep, Sitting right over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, go
2: check out my car. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a uh, Kimber.
0: Oh, yeah, you go. Hashtag yeah. me too. Your my husband roommate. owns a, one of the biggest gun stores in DFW, two generations deep, and y'all are opening a machine gun range. Trust we me. Are. yes. Next month. I know, baby. I know.
2: They're opening up the... Texas gun experience. Texas so.
0: gun experience. Here it comes. Yeah, y'all gonna be so rich. Hey, tell me, uh, tell <laughs> okay. me this story here. With so this lady. real
2: quick, it was um, Miss Michigan was dismissed as Miss World America in the Miss World America pageant as a participant after uh, she tweeted something on that that was offensive, insensitive, and inappropriate. So what she said was, "Did you know the?" And her name is, by the way. Kathy Zhu. Did you see her? Mm -hmm. Really beautiful. Beautiful beautiful Asian girl. Did you know the majority of black deaths are caused by other blacks? Fix problems within your own community before blaming others. That's what I'm, according to the news, that's what she tweeted. And that was seen as insensitive. And she was stripped of her title and her crown.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, there may be those who disagree with me, but I think we're getting to a point. And again, it's, it's. Words matter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The definition of words matter. Uh, they're trying to change the definitions of words, just like there was this big outrage about changing the definition of the word black because it had negative connotations in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. And that would be uh, derogatory towards people of a black race. Uh, you start trying to control words then you can control culture, mm-hmm. you control thought, and it gets very dangerous. So then you can't have anything. And that is the detriment that we see towards this battle with what we call free speech. Mm-hmm. Because once you control those words and redefine those words, then free speech becomes obsolete because now there is that thought police out there that won't let you say what needs to be said.
2: Well, and let, let me ask you this, Eric, maybe mm-hmm. too. Because Why she isn't that's black. A black guy? Right. Well, because she isn't black. <laughs> <laughs> because she isn't that race, is that her penalty? You are as as a white man. Are are there certain things you are not allowed to say because you're white? I mean, I
0: have an opinion on that, but I
4: mean, Eric, you I, know. I think we're getting out of hand with a lot of it. I think you know. Look, there are statements that are just flat out. Everyone know that are inappropriate. Ignorant. Yep. I mean, yes. We've heard them. We know what they are. We know what words they are. I think that making a statement saying that. A community has issues within its community with killings and such that we need to address is not warranted to be stripped of a title. Right. That's my honest opinion. I also think that when you come to using words like like I prefer to be called black, I don't prefer to be called African-American. I'm black. That's how I identify myself. Mm -hmm. So my thing is that, again, we live in a society, whether it's let me tell you, don't say one word about someone being gay or lesbian. Right, and you will lose every endorsement you ever picked up, whether it's ten dollars to a hundred million. You can't. We live in a society today where freedom of speech is not what it once was. Hmm. Um, We have. I I just think a lot of people are butthurt on sensitive things that we need to. We have bigger fish to fry, and we're worried about the wrong things. People have the right to say what they want to say.
0: Yeah,
4: if you're gonna, you got to go through everything and start stripping a lot of things. If that's the case, right, and. I can just say this. Look at every comedian that gets on stage. I want you to think about every comedian, Richard Pryor, all the way down to today. There's a lot of things that black comedians get to say that white comedians don't get to say. If you ever go to a comedy show and there's a black comedian and you're white in the audience, get ready. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're going to feel the heat of that comedian. Now reverse that and go to this comedy show. And there's a white guy on stage and a black guy in the audience it's perceived differently and I, you can't have the double, you can't have the double standards, right? You can't have it both ways. You're going to have to either have a level playing field. Or, and that's why I tell people use your common sense. Yeah, the kids that held the gun next to the Emmett Till monument, stupid, completely stupid, stupid. Yeah. The kids in South Lake that went on a rant using the N word, mm-hmm.
2: stupid, stupid.
4: There's, we know that, but someone making a statement, Hey, how about trying to fix things in your own community? I don't see that. At, I don't even see that as a racist <laughs> statement.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: No, you're right. 100 right. You know, President Trump had said a different thing about Baltimore. Yeah. In a different way, he could have said it in a different way. Is is Baltimore crime infested and has? Yes, it's got a lot of crime. We know that. But I think coming from the president, people don't expect that sort of that sort of yeah. delivery delivery. Because yeah. here's a guy that has to try to unite. And they feel like he's dividing when mm. you say such a things. But then again, he's at odds with all the Democrats that he's at odds with. Right. So they figure hey, they say things about him, he say things about them, but it works for him and his agenda because then he controls the media, just as you said.
0: Mm-hmm. There it is, folks. <laughs> there it is. Could go all day. I love it. You didn't even flinch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Eric, thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I was. I can remember years ago, I was in my late 20s. I, I was walking through this downtown area. And you remember those old T-shirts that you say it's a black thing you wouldn't understand? Mm-hmm. And so these guys looked at me and we walked around and like, what are you looking at? And I spoke to him in Swahili. <laughs> and they said, what'd you say to us? And I said, it's an African thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so, truck, <laughs> so, yeah. Ah! So, so back to your African-American statement about being African-American versus being black. I could, I could totally see that. I mean, if the yeah. roles were reversed in my situation, I don't want to be called, you know. Anglo-American. I don't want to go Euro-American. I don't right. want to be. I took a 23 and me DNA test. Just, I paid $73 to learn I'm 100% white. <laughs> <laughs> and I could have nope. told you
4: for a dollar. No shocker.
0: No
2: shocker. I, I, I'm white too, but I spray tan so much to try to get to be your color. Because everybody knows that dark fat looks better than white fat. <laughs> yeah. Cellulite shows a lot less on the dark skin. So I'm like, spray tan me.
0: Spray tan so, her. racism
3: is, is one thing, but you start calling me fat. That's another. <laughs> don't you say no. that's right
0: that's, that's why we've said eric that's why we've said when we do these comedy shows i tell people i tell them from the stage i ain't apologizing for anything hey listen i don't care if you're white black stage, skinny right? fat gay straight man woman i don't care if i ain't scared listen. of no women i got a mother-in-law I got a mother i got a wife and three daughters i got so much estrogen in my house i'm in cycle with them i don't i ain't worrying about it right. worrying if you about
2: And easily you should probably leave now that's
0: right take right. off because we right. ain't apologizing uh Kevin Hart out apologizing for making gay jokes. And I'm right. like, on Ellen, <clears throat> like she's the gay Pope. She can resol- absolve <laughs> sins or something. <laughs> like, don't apologize, fool. What's wrong with you? Just roll with it. <laughs> it's it was funny. It was funny. It's funny. I mean, we laugh at Steve. Ain't nobody standing up for the Steve race. Yes, they are. There's a whole, there's a whole different – there's a whole race of Steves out there. I have a whole line of people that defend me every day from you. So. White trash. Okay. White trash. It's, <laughs> it's a
3: Steve thing. You wouldn't understand. It's, hey,
0: look at you. On that one, we go in. Puppet Master Mark, Candisi, Queen of the Ethiopians, all the crew that's sitting in here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Studio 22, the Jad Braithers Show. Go to blazetv.com slash humor. <laughs> Use promo code Jad. You get the first episode for free. Get in closer. <laughs>
2: Stay horned.
0: Stay horned because it's party time, mom. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you, you get it first month free and you get it a whole lot cheaper if you buy it for a year and use promo code CHAT. So go do that. Go to watchchat.com. Come out and find us on the road. We're going to have a blast no matter where we are. We're taking this road with this show to Canada, baby. We're going to be in Calgary next month. All so get right. your tickets. There's a couple of them left. Hey, who knows? Sell it out. We'll do two shows. I love y'all. God bless you. Hot News, Natalie. Thank you very yes, much. We'll talk you. to you next time. Bye. <music>